Lovecraft Country. Strange case. The last that we saw of Ruby, she was on the stairs getting it on with William. I mean, they were grinding. You know, you remember William. Got in a blonde. He stays in the same house as that crazy white woman, that witch, that same color hair. So, but this time she awoke, she awoke in the house, but as a white woman. She looked in the mirror, she looked at her body, she was white. She went running outside, confused, bumps into this young black, young black man, young boy. He bumps into her, freaked out, wondered what's going on, then all of a sudden, the police came. And of course, the police assumed that the little boy had done something to her. Obviously, about to beat this young boy, not not all or 12 or 13 years old, with a club because he may have hurt this poor white woman. So they put her in the back of the car. Come on, we, we know about you. Your husband been looking for you. You just got to take your pills. She's like, what are you talking about? She's still moving and acting like Ruby. You know, Ruby's so chill. and So <clears throat> he's there. William picks her up takes her in the house and then he starts talking to her about the metamorphosis of a butterfly as she's sitting there grinding and everything and it seems like something's crawling inside of her trying to come out well it does it's ruby ruby busts out of this white woman's skin and you see her covered blood and skin and (sighs) William gives her a gift he gives it as a gift where she can change into a white woman at any time to do whatever. She's the one to work in Marshall Fields. So once she's gotten over the shock and everything and he explains to her what this is, she takes it, she goes to Marshall Fields and walks in and gets the job as an assistant manager. She walks around all day. Her life is glorious. She can go into the store. There's no issue. People treat her like a human being. Now, let's go to Tick and Letty. Of course, Letty is always still doing her pictures, doing her thing, and Tick is still trying to figure out how to get the spell together so he can protect his family. And Montrose is still being Montrose. You know, a lot, a lot of things about Tick's father I really realized in this episode. For one, I flash back to when him and his brother George was sitting there when he was dying. And he actually asked him a question. He said, why did you stop going to uh, greet this, I guess, the sailors? And he would say, his, and I think he drew or something. And uh, he would do it all the time. And his dad beat the crap out of him. And I remember I thought about it back then. Like, why did he do that? Was it because he wanted to be an artist or is it because of something else? And why is he so tortured? He seemed like a tortured soul. He drinks so much. And I knew his dad beat him. And beat him really bad, as George said. And I think he beat him because of his, you know, who, who he wanted to be, but who he was. So in this episode, when, of course, remember at the end of the episode, Montrose killed that, the Aztec, Aztec lady, the one that could decipher, decipher um, 
the, the, the paperwork and the words and everything. Uh, and Titus's paperwork. He got rid of the Titus paperwork and he killed her. And Tig beat the crap out of his dad so bad he closed his eye up. Letty was freaked out, got him off of him. He ended up, well, we didn't see him leaving, but in the beginning of the episode, the very first episode when he was trying to find his dad, he actually went to, um, he went to this bar where Matrus frequented and drank, and I really didn't connect it, but when he got there, the bar manager actually was having fellatio done with another man in the back of the, the bar at the time and this same man that owns this bar that was having this you know because you know back then of course you know if you are gay especially I think this scene is just the 50s being black and gay it's just you know they just did not like either one of those things so everything had to be done in the dark so after his son beat the crap out of him he went to go see an old lover of his and it was this man he didn't talk he didn't say anything he just went in there look honestly he put he put some spit in his hand and he went to do what he had to do to satisfy himself with this man and it seemed like he had so much rage inside of him that you know he released a lot of tension he released a lot of anger he took care of him he actually took her to a drag show it was a beautiful scene because like I said this is the 50s so even drag of course was going on at that time but it was groundbreaking and it was the beginning stages not like it is now that you see so when you saw it the colors everyone was, was you know getting dressed up in the drag attire and he was just standing there watching them I thought he was standing there watching them because they're so free, and he is not. Even one of the um, one of the girls there, she said, "Are y'all finally together?" Because obviously it's been going on for a long time. But he said they haven't even kissed yet. You know that? I mean, it was really you know they they was messing, they were teasing her and teasing him, but. If you watch his face, he just seems so tortured and so miserable. And then when it got to the drag show, it was beautiful. Everybody was dressed. The colors were gorgeous. I love the white gloves. It was everything. And then in the middle of the dancing and having fun, he just stood against the wall in this, this nice red shirt he had on. Against the wall, standing there. And they pull him in. And then it seems like he's free. He even kissed her. They danced. They all picked him up off the ground. Sparkles everywhere. It was nice. Tick, you see him being so serious. And he actually figures out something. If you remember throughout this entire season, he's been making a phone call to somebody. I think her name is Jai. She warned him, told him to not go there. But I don't know how she looks or anything. I just see there was a scene that time when he was in that house. And he was fighting this woman. I thought it was her. So then today at the end, he deciphered one of the words. 
and he called her because whatever it did, I don't know if he spelled out a spell because I saw like this shiver came over him and he was like in tears and terrified, shaking. I said, did he say a spell? What happened? Before I tell you that, let's get back to Ruby because her story was fascinating. As she played the white woman in charge in Marshall Fields, she got to see how it felt to be white. She would go behind in the back with the other white women as they tried on clothes and as they spoke badly about Tamara, the only Negro working there. And as Ruby was a white woman and the music came on, the Negro music, and she started dancing the gyrating and shaking. <laughs> the white girls was like, oh my goodness, you be good in the colors. Whatever. I was like, oh my goodness. But it was funny. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. So, actually, she's trying to help Tamara grow in the company. I think she's trying to teach Tamara, the only black woman that's working there, how to get ahead, how to whatever. That's what she's doing. So, after she started kind of fussing at Tamara a little bit and the the manager walked up and he was like, what is going on? And she was like, okay, nothing's going on. Uh, actually, Tamara's going to take us out to the south side, which is, you know, the black side. They go out. I, I don't know if Ruby's sitting there watching all the white women dance with the black men and everything just mixed. I don't know. Something it did something to her. So she went to outside to get back to her black self, took the white body suits off. And while she was doing all that, she could see the manager take Tamron, which is the only black girl working there, to the back, trying to, I, I, can I, can I smell it? I, I heard that it's sweet down there. I was like, well, it is. But anyway, I was like, oh my goodness, I could up. I was like, well, okay, this is horrible. So Ruby's looking through the, the hole, but she's not doing anything. So the next day, well, before that, that night, when she sat there, after she got all her skin off, the white woman's skin and got back to the mansion she sees William but first she sees at first she sees um I don't know why I don't know that white woman's name I'm sorry y'all if you watch the show you know who she is the witch and she said yeah William because every time she would say something she said well William told you that and she was like I was like she knows everything she said he, William gave his opportunity for you to do what the F she said, so you can do the fuck you want to do, is what she was saying. She took that and went the next day and she quit as a white woman. But then she said, because I want to fuck you and all this stuff like that. Tied him up, took a shoe, shoved it up his, you know, <laughs> tied up his, I mean, had him tied up and behind his back. And then at the end of it, because she, he called Tamron a nigga bitch and she said oh I just want you to know because he turned around after having her shoe shoved uh, after she made him suck it and then shut the shoe up his behind turned him over and said I just want you to know a nigga bitch did this and walked out I mean skin falling off blood skin hitting the floor chunks of white woman as she walked out the room with the heels I was like ooh so she goes back to the mansion. I guess to talk to William. Well, William does walk in. And William said, give me just a minute. He falls to the floor. 
start shaking and gyrating the way she does whenever she's about to come out of the white woman's clothing. And guess who it is? <laughs> the white woman. <laughs> the blonde hair. She said, you been William this whole fucking time? And that's how they ended Love Country. Another good episode. That was my quick recap. Again, there's so many undertones within this movie, especially, I mean, this is movie series, especially with the black. You have to find the undertones, even the music that they're playing. It's like, black girl, you always been low on the totem pole, but I'm going to show you how it feels to be up high. All kind of lessons I found within this, all kind of things that you can think about. Until next time, Commission Reviews. Thank you.